Hello and welcome to the Kinetic Fitness Show, where we inspire you to live a longer, healthier, happy, and more joyful life. We cover everything you need to know to be optimally healthy in your mind, body, and spirit. Are you ready to become the ultimate version of yourself? Well, let's dive into another episode with your host and guide by your side, Allie West. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show podcast. This is episode number 79. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. I have a great episode lined up for you with an amazing guest. He is an amazing guest because he's my mate. He's my buddy. One of my good friends, Lee Ewan. But before we get stuck into that, just a little bits and bobs that I'd love for you to do for me. Firstly, like, follow and subscribe to this podcast. Secondly, leave me a review if you can. Thirdly, share this with your friends, family, colleagues and loved ones. Tag me in it on social media. If you want to take a screenshot, post it on your social. Tag me in, Ali West Coach. Tag Lee in, at Lee Ewan. So it's at Ali West Coach, A-L-I-W-E-S-T. Coach, spelled like coach, C-O-A-C-H. And tag Lee in, Lee Ewan, L-E-I-G-H-E-W-I-N. Tag us in, share it. We will share it. We'll spread the love. Let's try and get as many people listening to this podcast as we can. And let's try and inspire people to live longer, healthier, happier, more joyful lives. That can only be done by you sharing it. So help me out, man. Give it a share. Also, the Facebook page, go and like that. Just click the link in the description in the show notes and you can go and like the Facebook page. And this podcast today is brought to you by Nasal. And this is Lee's clothing brand, Nasal. Because he likes to breathe through his nose, as do I. And we're going to get you all breathing through your nose as well by the end of this podcast. But Lee has made some amazing clothing. You might have seen it if you follow Lee on Instagram. If you don't, go and check him out. But he's got this incredible brand, Nasal. The clothes look cool. So go and get yourself a Nasal hoodie or a Nasal t-shirt or just some Nasal clothing. Head over to Nasal, N-A-S-A-L. Nasal.io. .io. Nasal.io. Head over there. Check out the gear. Pick something you like. Order it. And then bang in the code VIP10, VIP10, and you'll get 10% off your first order of nasal clothing. I highly recommend you order the Ali hoodie, the black and gold hoodie. Why is it called Ali? Why do you think? It's named after me, man. I designed it. (laughs) I didn't design it, but I told him that I think I thought a black and gold one would be cool. And that's how the Ali hoodie was born. Anyway, go and check out nasal.io. Check out Lee. All his... um, information is in the show notes and yeah man you can grab yourself some clothing with a 10 percent discount and go and rock that and spread the love on the nasal on the nasal breathing right let's get stuck in today's episode let me give you a little bit of a backstory about lee first and uh, and us and then we will get to it so lee is returning to the show he's, he's coming on for the second time and he is my first guest to return He's my first returning guest, which is awesome. And it started off like this. I don't know which way around it was. I'm assuming I started following him first and we got in touch via social media, started chatting. I asked him if he'd like to come on the podcast. He did. 
Off the top of my head, the first episode is episode 39. And we talked about the power of the breath and went into a great bit of detail about breathing and the mechanics around breathing, how it can improve your well-being. And off the back of that, I said, look, you should come over here. You should get over to the UK. Lee's based in Finland, but he's an Aussie, but that's another story. If you want to know the story behind that, then uh, speak to him or listen to our other podcast. But yeah, I was like, come over here. Let's get a a Wim Hof event going or a breathing event going. And that's exactly what we did uh, back in September 2019, last year. Lee came over. We put on our first Wim Hof event. I've spoken about it on the podcast before. It was amazing. It was incredible. I mean, if you listen to this and you don't know who Wim Hof is, you need to go and Google that and check that out. But we did a Wim Hof event. It was amazing. Lee stayed over with with me at at my uh, apartment here in Nottingham and yeah we just hit it off and we have so much in common and we just like became we did we just become best friends that was a a stepbrothers quote there if you've not watched stepbrothers anyway i'm going off on one here but anyway we we hit it off and then we was like let's do another one so straight away we scheduled to do another one we did another wim hof breathing event in november last year november 2019 you can go and check the pictures out. They're all on my Instagram, on my Facebook, on Lee's Instagram. You can go and check that out. But we did a second event and the second event was incredible. We had more people. It was amazing. We did the ice bath, the breathing, incredible. Lee again stayed over. This time Sarah was here because the first time he was over, Sarah was in Spain. So Sarah's my wife, if you're new to this podcast. And yeah, he stayed over. We had a good time. And ever since that and since last year we've kept in touch regularly and we've become really good friends so i was like look let's do a second episode let's go into more breathing for helping with stress because as i put this out it's a lot going on in the world a lot we've got coronavirus that's kind of maybe coming to an end now who knows we'll see the coronavirus covid19 has been going on for the last few months we've been in lockdown then since we've had all the black lives matter stuff and the um the riots there's a lot going on there's a lot going on there's a and i don't know if you guys are into astrology but i'm massively into astrology there's a lot going on upstairs as well so as above so below there's a lot of stuff going on with the planet so there's a lot of energy there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of stress in the world at the moment a lot of people are stressed out a lot of people are worried a lot of people are fearful a lot of people are suffering from anxiety depression so we have done this podcast we recorded this podcast to help you with your stress levels through what lee is an expert in and that is breathing and also the cold so we touch on both of those areas in this podcast and we just talk about how you can really look after your breathing and start to reduce your stress through the power of the breath i'm not going to say any more let's get stuck into this podcast episode bring Lee in for the second time and enjoy this episode. I know you're going to love it. Let's do it. Episode 79 of the Kinetic Fitness Show podcast with Lee Ewan. Let's go. Mr. Lee, how are you? Welcome back. 
Second time. Yes, second time. Pleasure you are. You, you're the first guest that has come on for the second time, so you should be privileged. <laughs> well, I would certainly feel like it. So, or so, I should be privileged. Whichever way you want to look at it, but you know, it's always good. The first, the first chat was good. Got good feedback about that one. So yeah, it's um, probably without looking at the stats, maybe the third or fourth highest listen to one highest downloaded so out of 75 76 at whatever number we're on now it's oh, uh good. it's good it's good well good to be so, yeah man how are you how are you oh yeah good good you know you know how it is these uh, times are a changing so just just looking for all the positives out of there of course and um I think the I think probably the one thing that like everybody else is missing right now is just sort of like the connectivity with other people, you know, other souls. So a lot of what I do, of course, is in person. Uh, up until this time, it's been in person, so it's been a bit of a, an adjustment period. But I'm not I'm not alone. Everyone else is in the same boat. But I'm, well, you know, when I when I came there and did the we've done workshops together and stuff like that before. It's all about like hugging people and you know getting that um, sort of like the feedback, you know, looking in someone's eyes and looking at their face and seeing a smile or a whatever and, and sort of, yeah, it feels, it feels different without all those things, you know? Yeah. And do you think we're going to get it back? We're going to get it back, aren't we? Yeah, of course. Of course. We'll make it happen. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, um, when you're, when you're stuck in your house for a little while, I mean, you feel alone and you feel a bit isolated. And uh, I think, one positive out of all this is that, I mean, and this is not a knock. I mean, we, this is made possible by technology, right? What we're doing right now. But I think that uh, people having the little, the, the text message and the, you know, Facebook chat and all that kind of stuff that sort of, uh, I, I think we're finding out now what the meaningful connection really means, you know, and firing a few uh, texts around and even voice message or something like that is, is easy enough to do. But it, it's still not the same. It's still not the same as even getting a, even a video call like this or certainly not the same as being in person. So I think, was it like you guys are the same over there? Is about, is it the June 1st is sort of like the lifting of, is it, is that what schedule you guys are on? Possibly they're doing it in the stages over here, apparently. So three or three to five stages, depending on how it goes. Right. Um, but We'll see. I think I think they've said maybe a few cafes and stuff opening the first week in June. I know golf courses have opened this week. Beaches, beaches should be open all the time. I don't get that one, but yeah, we're not. We'll, yeah. We won't go down that rabbit hole just yet. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, yeah. So, but gym wise, we've had no kind of information on when we can reopen our gym. We've been told that we can do one-to-one and small group PT outside, providing that you keep the two-meter rule, social distancing. So it's, it's progress, I, I guess, but I'm, I'm the same as you. You, you know me. We're, we're the same. We like that, that connection with people. I like to – I mean, our group sessions at the gym, it's high fives, it's hugs, it's fist bumps, it's all of that. And it's a, it's a different way of, of operating, but – We'll be back. We'll yeah, we'll be back. back. And it's, it's, it's interesting. Everyone's reacting differently to, to it. And uh, some people are, 
yeah, I'll hug you now, I'll high five you now. And then others are like, whoa, 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 whoa. So yeah. we've got to, as you said, as we said, and um, when we was talking a few weeks ago, we, there's, there's different ways that you can interact with people. You can go through the, through the head and the logic, or you can try and touch them on that deeper level uh, with the heart and opening the heart. And that's really what I've been trying to do. And I know you've been doing the same is just going to, to people's hearts and connecting with them that way, because even if they are a little bit more closed or plugged in or however you want to label it, we can, we can get to them a bit better that way. Um, yeah. Through There's the heart. Also, and, and, you know, like, you know, because uh, I'm into breathing, um, breath work and stuff. And it's also been quite fascinating to see a lot of the stuff come out about the virus itself and seeing how, um, seeing how it reacts and what it actually does, you know? And um, there was a, there was a brief window of time where we didn't really know too much. I mean, you could argue that we don't truly know, you know, it's not clearly defined exactly what this is uh, in a way but it's been reported many times over now that um, actually how the virus will, uh, attacks the body is that it attacks those alveoli and that's those little sac sac like things in your, inside your lungs. And that's where the gas exchange takes place. So that's actually where the oxygen comes in. When you breathe in, you inhale oxygen comes in and then the CO2 releases and that, that takes place in the alveoli. And that's where uh, supposedly this COVID-19 virus um, sort of, creates a little bit of havoc there and you're not able to the human body infected by the virus is not able to bring in the the red blood uh, the oxygen into the the bloodstream so that's 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 one big kind of in a way revelation and the, and, and the interesting part about that is there are things that you can do to help um sort of fortify yourself um from from these kind of viruses and other sort of pathogens as well but then also maybe um improve the quality of blood that you have um, inside of inside of your veins with breathing. So, while we're on that, then where where do you stand on the whole mask thing? It's because I've, I'm hearing conflicting conflicting information. Some people say oh, I should wear it, you shouldn't. But I know from the the stuff that you've taught me and the other bits of information that I've read around breathing and the mechanics that obviously when we've got that mask on, we're going to build up a hell of a lot of CO two. Uh, so Oh, the well, it's, already happened. it's already happened, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. there's been um, multiple um, stories that I've seen where uh, especially younger children have um, passed, out. Collapsed, passed out, collapsed. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's been a couple of deaths. Yeah, there has. There was a car crash, I think. There was a car crash. I want to say it was in the States. And the guy had a mask on driving. <laughs> and he, uh, I shouldn't laugh because it's not funny, really, is it? Someone died, but it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous to think that somebody's driving with a mask on. But um, apparently the story goes is that uh, he, he obviously wasn't getting enough oxygen in and he passed out the wheel, crashed uh, and crashed into a lorry, I think, and he ended up passing away, which is obviously like tragic and horrible. But it is, like you say, ironic that he's trying to protect his health by wearing this mask and in the end he's... In his own car too. Yeah, cost himself is... Probably by himself. Yeah 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 i mean that's that's the thing i mean um so yeah i think i originally asked you what's the stance on the masks <laughs> yeah 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 oh look look um well we've used when i came there we used the we used the masks the 
you know, these kind of like altitude training masks in a way. And as you experience those, those masks actually they have a, has like a seal and you can open, open up sort of how, um, like this vent basically, and you can determine how much air you want to brought to bring in, you know, once whilst you're wearing the mask and it restricts that. And, uh, as you, as you experience, it's tougher to breathe, right? We were doing, we were doing that. We were doing some exercises under load, you know, um, you know, and I'm, guys, and I'm pretty conditioned. I'm a fit, yeah. quote unquote fit guy. And yeah. I was, I was, I was finding it difficult and had the lightheadedness and had to pause and stop. And so, yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, you can, you can only imagine that, a you know, an elderly person or a, or a young child, uh, with a mask on and it's not, it's restricting the air coming in. Um, of course, of course, we've we've gone over it uh, on the last podcast and in the, in the different sessions we've had before of the the role of CO two. Obviously, the CO two uh, inside the bloodstream is the trigger to release the oxygen, but you might get that you might be getting that trigger the whole way. But if you can't actually get a good amount of air in when you do breathe in, I mean, it's you know it's not going to end well. So. Um, to, to be to be honest as well, I'm not really a big fan of the mask in general um, for a number of reasons. Uh, obviously, airflow is one of those reasons, but then also sort of like communication, communication, and the human aspect, you know. And um, you know, a lot of people, even people that I've known, like close people to me, they've kind of almost a little bit. Um, in, in a good way, they've been uh, promoting this. Uh, you know, different cultures around the world that have burkas or masks you know cover the face of, of women in particular uh people close to me have been saying oh that's that's wrong and da, da, da. and then now we're all kind of wearing masks as well you know in a way so um it's it's kind of interesting it's interesting times for those kind of things you know there's a, there's a certain psycholo psychological aspect to those kind of uh, things in my opinion and um any, any, I'm a kind of person that any threat to humanity in a way, like us being who we are is, uh, doesn't sit well with me. So it's always from the, from the word go, I've had this kind of funny little feeling, uh, in my, in my belly about this, this whole situation from the get go, really. Definitely. We've spoke extensively about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, and a big a big issue with it as well and that's this is something that you've you've for sure faced in the fitness industry as well is that we live in really interesting times fascinating times where there is access to so much information and um it used to be that we would always ask about okay so what's the stats or what are the what are the numbers on that well that's not really helping us during this uh, time either because the amount of numbers flying around at this point is not we're, we're not getting any closer to figuring out exactly you know, we're, we're certainly not basing any strategies off the numbers from what I can tell, you know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting you should say that because I was speaking to a lady on LinkedIn earlier today and she, we were both saying, but she was saying about the numbers in relation to exercise and working out. And there's some numbers out there that say people are exercising more than ever. And then there's others that say, oh no, there's, there's more sedentary and there's, uh, there's less people taking exercise, being active, the inactivity numbers have gone up. So it's always conflicting. And well, I always take exactly all stats with a pinch of salt. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've, someone, I was going to say, somebody's once told me that all statistics are either 99% um, uh, inaccurate or made, or made up on the spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
and there is something called the Corona 10 as well. The Corona 10. Yeah. Have you, have you put on the Corona 10, 10 <laughs> kilos or 10 pounds or whatever? Oh, okay. Corona 10. Love Quarantine it. 10 or something like that <laughs> or whatever it's called. I don't know. So there is, you know, and as you know, as you, as you've been dealing with, you've been in this industry for a while. I mean, it's, it is difficult to get going again. It is difficult to get going again when you've, when, you know, like if you, if they, depending on what country you're in and what kind of level of isolation and, you know, what, how, how the country's planning, wherever you live. Um, a lot of people have had that kind of um, quite limited access to go outside and things like that. So it can actually be difficult to get, get the engine revving again. You know, there's only so many times you can do the push-ups and the sit-ups on the, on the kitchen floor or whatever <laughs> before you're kind of like, you know what, forget it. And yeah. then I think there are, there are a segment of people that are kind of doing, um, you know, they're kind of on the, on the lack side of the exercise at the moment, just getting out for the fresh air. But I would agree with you that there's a lot of people that have been really uh, reconnecting with nature going out and, you know, we're quite fortunate around here in, in the area where I live, we have a, a beautiful forest and we have this kind of like, it's like this outdoor work, uh, workout, uh, I don't know, like a track or something like that. Every, every so often, every 700 meters or something, you've got some different kind of, uh, workout equipment, you know, it's not pretty stuff, but it's, uh, you know, there's chin up bars, um, there's parallel bars, there's this kind of wooden, you know, like a sit up, sit up bar, um, like a sit up where you kind of curl your feet underneath and you do the sit ups and a few other things too. Even, even some sort of squats where you lift these heavy, like a seesaw thing and you're kind of pushing up with your legs. Um, so we're quite fortunate to have the outdoor gear here and that stuff for sure is being used. Like it's, it's anytime I go out there, there's always like a few people hovering around waiting for their turn. So those things are really positive. And um, yeah, I just hope that people, um, I just feel a lot for the entrepreneurs at the moment and the, the, the sort of small, the little guy again seems to be missing out on all the, you know, it's, it's, cr it's crazy that large shopping and we're getting a bit too opinionated, but the large shopping centers and supermarkets, these big chains uh, can be open and there can be at any time, like a hundred people in the store or 50 people in the store, but a little cafe can't have five or six customers. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a shame. It's a shame doesn't have yeah. to be like that, in my opinion. No, it doesn't. It's also, though, I mean, we're going off topic here, but I'll just I'll mention it whilst it's in my mind, is it's, yeah. it's you've, you're seeing a lot of people being a bit more inventive and a bit more innovative, which is good. Yeah, and I think also that some, some businesses, I mean, yes, it's a shame on a lot of, a lot of, of businesses, in particular if yours, yours is an industry that heavily relies on that face-to-face -face or that bricks-and-mortar aspect, but I still think there's a vast majority of businesses that could be a bit more thinking outside the box, a bit more inventive, a bit more innovative and still thrive during this time rather than, Oh, I'm, I'm self-employed or I'm this, I'm a small to medium business and it, my whole life's over because there's all, I, I always think there's an always, there's always an opportunity. There's always a way that you can change and adapt no matter how bad it is. Oh, hundred percent. That's, that's part of being an entrepreneur as well. Right. I mean, we, we kind of sign up for that. It's, it's, and that's, that's how you get the best out of yourself. That's all part of rising up to the challenge, you know, and uh, reinventing yourself. You've, we've seen it in, for example, like the music industry, look at a artist like Madonna, you know, she, she's reinvented herself every 
so often to, you know, to keep herself relevant. She used to be the very sort of, uh, very um, sexual sort of flirtatious woman when she first started. Then she went a bit gothic at one point. Then she went, she kind of did the Spanish kind of thing for a while, you know, and now she's like disco grandma or whatever it is. So, um, you know, that's, that's longevity right there. And that's, a, it's kind of like a good lesson to learn to reinvent yourself throughout these different phases of life anyway. Definitely. Right, mate. The main thing I want to speak to you about on this podcast is stress because oh, people, I think you're the wrong person. There's no, people, there's are, people are stressed out, mate. <laughs> You're, you're one of the least stressed people I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, stress, it's uh, affecting everyone. Uh, to be honest, it's the number one, actually, other than snacking and alcohol, <laughs> it's the number one thing that keeps coming up when I'm speaking to people because in this time of lockdown or quarantine, however you want to label it, I've been doing a lot of reaching out to people, reaching out to my followers on Instagram, my connections on LinkedIn, trying to build conversations, just check on people as well to make sure they're okay and they're looking after their physical, mental, spiritual health. But the one thing that keeps coming back is, yes, um, alcohol and snacks, but also oh, I'm really stressed out. Um, I'm worrying. I've got anxiety, maybe fear to some extent, but the main culprit is feeling stressed out yeah and you've got well we've both got many many techniques that can deal with this i actually put a post out last night five ways to deal with stress but i want to talk to you about it from more of the stuff that you niche in and specialize in which is the breathing and the cold so how can we help people how can you help people with their stress during these times what can we do what are some of the techniques that we can use that are free well, yeah, I mean, breathing, right? Breathing, everybody, uh, you said, you said, I mean, jokingly said that I'm the least stressed uh, person, you know, or whatever, but of course there's moments um, during this, you know, like there's so much information there and you're kind of, you know, there's the, there's theories of this, there's that going on, there's governmental things happening and it, and it feels like the walls are closing in. And of course we're seeing, we are seeing a rise in sort of social uh, issues, um, domestic violence things are up and um, it is really, really important that people um, are aware. Um, first of all, it's, we shouldn't, we shouldn't kind of like contain those things either. Right. There's a way that, 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 that uh, emotion should express itself. Obviously we, we, it shouldn't express itself in certain like physical ways where it gets, you know, violent or anything like that. But um, the biggest thing that I would recommend is just getting, 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 getting a hold, getting a hold of it something when a situation arises you can feel that everything kind of clamps up you sometimes might forget that you, you forget to breathe you might be holding your breath you might feel your face go red you might feel the heartbeat and essentially what we're talking about is going into this sort of sympathetic um, branch of the nervous system you know it's this sort of active or reactive state and uh, it's no surprise because this, a lot of these things that we're dealing with are indeed uh, feeling like a threat to our survival in this planet, you know. Um, it feels like, you know, a vaccine or this or that or, um, you know, we, we, what else is going to happen? Um, what else is being taken away from me? All these kind of things. Will I get back to normal? Will I have a job at the end of this? Um, and that's... As I've, as, I've, as I've said always, and we, many people know, the, the brain organizes from the bottom up. 
And at the bottom of the brainstem is where the reptilian part of the brain is. And that's reptilian. If you think about a crocodile, what, what's the only thing it's worrying about? Survival. survival. Yeah, survival. The survival, you know, with, we saw, we kind of say the four F's, right? We would jokingly say the four F's, you know, fight or flight kind of thing, feeding. What's the other one? Freezing. Freezing. Well, fr- fr- well, fr- well, freezing is kind of fight, fight, flight or freeze response, uh, feeding, and then sort of like the procreation part of it. You know what I mean? Effing. Effing. Yes. I wasn't going to say, I wasn't going to go out there and say that, but yeah, I mean, that's, 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 those things are enough. Well, that's the, that's what a living being needs to, in order to survive. Right. And uh, when we're faced with these threats, of course, you, you're reacting like this, which means the heart, heart increases, uh, the heart rate increases, you're kind of becoming more aware, you're more vigilant, your eyes, you know, your um, pupils dilate, you want more information coming in, you want to be able to process things faster. And then, of course, uh, in, in a real threat, um, you might feel, and you've probably seen it or witnessed it in arguments before when people get really, really like frazzled and they're like screaming at each other and you see the eyes and the veins and you can see that there's something needs to get out of them. And um, we've all felt that. I'm sure everyone's felt that at some certain period of time throughout this kind of crisis because you're in, you're, in, you're kind of isolated, you're feeling alone and you go down a YouTube uh, rabbit hole or something like this and you're like, wow. So it's important to identify that that's just a normal thing. It's just a normal uh, part of the processes inside your body. Right. And essentially we can take control of that whole process by focusing on the breath. And you've, you've heard, everyone's probably heard. It's a very, it's a cliche, right? It's a cliche to say that, uh, that the breath is sort of the anchor to the present moment. You can breathe. Now you can control your breath in this present moment. You can't breathe for what happened before, we're breathing so we can get to the future. We can't breathe for the future already. So, I mean, there's a reason why cliches are cliches is because they've been proven time and time again over the course of time. Um, so we breathe now and how we, how the best way to mitigate the stress is to actually stimulate the vagus nerve, right? There's several ways to do that. Many of them um, have something to do with the throat and the, the sort of like this throat area. Now, the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve, runs down the side, um, basically down the side of your neck. Uh, it's kind of like uh, based on this, I think it's Latin, it's like means wandering nerve. And it basically has, it runs surveillance on all of your systems in your body. Um, and it's kind of getting feedback. It's getting feedback from the gut. It's getting feedback from the vital organs. And it's certainly getting feedback from your heart. And on every exhale, we're stimulating the vagus nerve. So the, the longer we... Um, draw out that exhale or exhalation, the more we stimulate the vagus nerve, the more we can lower the heart rate. And that in a stressful situation, that's very, very useful to get control of all your senses. Otherwise, if, if you've got all the, you know, your body will start to produce different hormones, adrenaline and all these kind of things to, to give you energy. So you're going to fight or, or, you know, fight something or run away from it. Makes sense. And I guess the biggest question that people would have, and maybe I've got it to be fair, is how how do we just factor this in then? Because it's all good and well, me and you sitting here and saying, oh, just take a breath or practice your breathing. How do people factor that into their life? How do they actually take the time 
or be consciously aware to take the time to focus on the breath and practice these techniques? So the one, the really important thing to um, realize is that where your breath goes, you go. So if you're in an active state, how, like if you're running a race, right? It's a kind of stressed state in a way, right? You're you're in active mode. You're in this fight or flight. You're literally running in a race, and your your energy, the demand of energy is uh, increasing, and you're breathing more. But if you're sitting there and you're breathing exactly like you're running, or you're in this more active state, you that you don't need to be. You don't need to be doing that. So, what we can do is pull back the breathing. Now, you've heard me say it before as well that the ideal rate of breath is somewhere between six to 10 breaths in a minute, right? And I would, usually it's very, very few people that are actually breathing within that range. Um, and it, it does take some time and practice, but it, it, the one thing it definitely takes is this connection, uh, this conscious connection with the breath and for you to be aware of that. And um, is it, it's so it becomes second nature. If you're, if you're literally walking around in life and you're kind of checking in with your breath uh, constantly and saying, okay, how am I breathing now? Am I breathing in the chest? Am I breathing? You know, if, if you're sitting in a meeting and you're, it's an, it's a great situation to be in where you realize that, Oh, I really disagree because I'm starting to breathe. And I feel, it might be my turn to talk in a minute and you're kind of feeling all those sort of feelings. Um, you can kind of scale that back and just, Five, seriously, it's so simple. But if you take five uh, sort of deep breaths, and what I mean by deep, it's just literally breathing in through the nose. Slight pause, just turn that around to an exhale. You can exhale through your mouth too. So breathing in through your nose, gentle pause and letting go. And again, breathing in through your nose. Turning that around, exhale. Two more, breathing in. Turning around, exhale. And again, last one, all the way in. Turning around and exhaling. And just lengthen the exhale. Keep going until the lungs are empty, all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way. And then when you're ready, stop. And you can just breathe normally after that. And how's your state feel now? I feel great. I don't know how the guys listening to this feel, but I feel great. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a, it's not a seismic shift, but you just feel more aware and alert, right? You just feel more in, inside of yourself. And when we were doing that, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm not thinking about uh, what's coming up in an hour's time or what we've got to do tonight or any of these things or what's on the news, what's going on there. You're just sort of inside of yourself. And it's a really, really good thing to practice at any, like throughout the day in general, but especially when you've realized or identified a moment where you've got a strong reaction to something. So you can really scale it back by just using even just five breaths is, uh, can make a real, uh, real easy difference, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I can vouch for that one time or a moment in time that really works for me <laughs> is, well, you know, you know me, you know, Sarah, you've met us, you spent time with us and, anyone that's listening to this that doesn't know us me and Sarah are always together we work together we live together always together and sometimes we're both impatient quite impatient people and there's times when 
we might snap at each other or I lose my rag. And it's usually over the smallest things. So some people might be able to relate to this. It'll be like, oh, you've not yeah. put the sugar in the coffee or you've not put the pot in the dishwasher. And then that, I'll snap and I'm like, Rah! and then I just breathe and practice some of the techniques that you've taught me and that I've learned from other people and from books that I've read and meditations that I've done and just practice that. And then it makes you realize, like, what, like you said, it brings you back to that present moment. And then you can actually say, why did I react like that? And you can ask yourself the questions and then you can actually, something that I've been practicing a lot, forgive, like, forgive yourself for doing it, but then apologize to the person that you've reacted to like that. Yeah. So for those that, and again, that's a stressful situation. Something's flipped the lid and it's a small thing um, to, to make me react like that or to make you react like that. And just taking that pause, that breath is massive. And when you think about it, when you, look at all the great speakers that speak in front of 50,000 people like you, Tony Robbins and the list goes on. They, every one of them says, what do you what's the, what's the last thing you do before you go on stage? I take like five deep breaths. They all say it every single one of them. So the proofs in the pudding really when it comes to that. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. It's a great example. I mean, it's, and it's good that you share this kind of personal example too, because I mean, you guys have a really, really close and strong relationship, but, Hey, this is what happens. It does happen, especially now. Uh, we feel like we're a little bit more under the microscope now because we're in the same house more, or we're in the same. You know, you guys work together, so there can be those moments where things sort of uh, can escalate, and it's very difficult sometimes to realize why it's happened. And um, you know, I think I think for the most part, we're all as we we've referred to at the start of this, uh, when we started talking here, um, a lot of those normal things where you would be able to walk and run around and go to the gym or do all those things there, a lot of those things aren't so available. So it's, it's more, it's really important now more than ever that when we're at home, we have these kind of really easy tools that don't cost money. Um, it's just, it just, it just requires you to be present. It requires you to be um, self-aware. And I think those are good little things. We can sharpen the little self-awareness tool whilst we're, whilst we're at home during these times. Yeah. I know we've spoken a lot there about the breathing and maybe when you stress your, you breathe in shorter breaths and you're in that kind of, as you said, fight or flight mindset. But what are, what are some of the factors that increase the stress that lead you to that state? What are the, what are the things? Because the one we've mentioned there is, well, indirectly mentioned is the environment that you're in. Because I've we've been finding, finding me and Sarah that since we've been at home, working from home, being around the home more, we <laughs> believe it or not, we're actually like less snappy with each other. We're less, we're less stressed, mm. and we, again, because we're quite aware people and we've practiced that self awareness and learned how to be more aware we've put it down to the environment of the office at work and mm. past experiences maybe in there. And because it's quite closed and there's not a lot of natural light coming in there that the environment was causing us to be more short fused. So that's an example of what I mean. Like the environment plays a big role, doesn't it? Of course, of course. And that's why you'll find that a lot of, um, I mean, there's a lot of studies about this too. I mean, one of the best things you can do is when you're outside, I mean, walking in nature, just taking your shoes and socks off and allowing your bare feet just to walk on grass, you know, that, that you, you, 
you will find many, many studies that show um, like a cross section of the brain. And you'll see that so much more of the brain is actually activated uh, once you're connect, literally connected or grounding or earthing, whatever you want to, whichever you prefer. Um, this changes the way that people, humans um, think, literally changes how they think. And I, I would even take it a step further and say like, when, where are you when you get your best uh, ideas? You know, it's very rare. Like that's, that's also like, I think, uh, shower in the also, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, of course, like there's a social setting in a way. Um, uh, but then I would say also like when we're in the office, right. When we're in the office and, uh, you're in a typical office environment and your boss basically says to you, Hey, here's, we've got two minutes. Here's your, here's your pink post-it notes. Get your best ideas. Go like this. It's very, very difficult to, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's a, there are benefits of brainstorming, but in terms of getting really, really, uh, you know, very strategic or very um, pertinent, um, you know, ideas or um, concepts down, it's very rarely that you'll find it uh, there occurring there. It's usually when someone's in nature, it's somewhere, maybe someone's running, they, they might be training, they've got their ear, earphones in, listening to some Med music. Meditation, just, isn't it? That, like my, all of my best ideas, all of them have come off the back of the meditation, the gym, this podcast, proposing to Sarah, the list goes on and on and on. They've all come out the back of meditation. And that's what everything that we've been talking about, breathing, being present, being in the moment, mm -hmm. taking yourself into nature. Yep. Uh, another study shows that the rhythm rhythms in life uh, help give us uh, this kind of clarity or focus. And it's not just breathing. It's not just the, the like rhythmic breathing. There's actually rhythm like to, for example, running. There's a reason why people get the runners high after they, you know, when you, when you're running, you are kind of, um, you know, if you're running a significant distance, you are kind of timing the breathing to how your feet are moving, you know, and how everything's moving like this. That's very difficult when you stop. <laughs> if you stop, you, you, you lose that rhythm and you're kind of, you're out of focus and you're, it's, it's exactly the same. And your brain actually um, starts uh, behaving in a different way as well when you're running in, or doing anything in a rhythm. Uh, musicians, you could start to call it uh, tapping into the flow state many people call it flow state um i'm not not that 100 percent sure if there's such a thing as a flow it could i've heard it described in different ways before um you know if, i think flow can go both ways it's not only a positive thing you could say that flow could be a negative thing flowing flowing downhill or something like that but um yeah rhythm's really really um a key thing across across the board definitely rhythm and vibration yeah sound sounds as well sound you know uh you've been talking you're a big pro uh you love the binaural beats as well i love that stuff binaural you know? beat solfeggio ancient harmonics frequencies theta waves delta waves alpha waves i love all of that stuff nature sounds i don't go to it's weird because um i've i'm mad on sleep and i've done a lot of research on sleep got a podcast on sleep, got another one coming out. It'll probably come out before this actually. <laughs> so <laughs> before this one comes out, there's uh, one coming out on sleep, another sleep one. And 
obviously one of the biggest factors with sleep is sound is noise so people wake up because of the cat or the dog barking or alarm going off or whatever sound affects sleep quite a lot but there's not many nights i don't go to sleep without some kind of sound on um whether and it's always those ones i mentioned uh, frequencies tones that are gonna get me into a certain state uh get me off to sleep keep me in sleep whatever the case may be and we were talking off air before we started recording about me doing a little bit of like lucid dreaming and astral projection and that a lot of that's come from come from the uh the sounds the the frequencies the vibration yeah no, and that's also as well when you when you when people are in these um stressed states uh you can hear it in their voice right you can hear it how they're talking and you they could be saying uh how are you but it might be coming out in such a way where it's uh, a bit lower deeper and that kind of triggers us a lot of us uh, to be kind of a threat or you know and we kind of tune out more towards what they're saying and we're focusing more on the the tone or the frequency of the voice and it can kind of feel like oh something i don't want to you know you i want to resist that or i don't want to talk you know so we kind of detect uh, like animals do we detect uh with dogs are a perfect example the tone of the voice that you use with the dog is um determines on their their react you can see how they react to that whether it's Hey, come here, boy. Like that, they're friendly, and the ears are wagging, and they're like want to be play. Or if you're like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And then they're kind of like very, very uh, in tune with the sounds, you know. And uh, just like us, that's why. That's why. Um, again, there's been all these different studies of. That's why they sing to kids in schools. You know, they use these light, play. You know, these kind of uh, tones where it feels safe, and we start to tap in again to these different. Um, branches of the nervous system where it feels safe it feels secure so um yeah it sounds sounds is a really really um interesting one and that kind of that kind of also goes in i mean there's a lot of people working from home right so there's a, a lot of factors here you asked you asked about environmental things and i think the home is something that um a lot of people have maybe worked from home here and there when they've got other you know they've arranged it with their boss once every blue moon you know, to work from home. But now a lot of people are actually working from home and it's super important to give yourself a good, um, you know, posture, things like posture. We were talking a little bit earlier as well about, you know, the fact that you can get really tense. You, you can feel stressed when you start tensing up in the neck, in the shoulders, in the face, even in the jaw, um, you know, that you can, you can get, feel a headache coming on in some instances. But going back to the breath, you can fix all of that yeah. with breath quite or fix, maybe not the right word to use, but you can reduce the tension, reduce the pain. Because I've experienced yes. it before, an ache and pain, and going back to maybe that yogic, yogic kind of breathing or that yoga flow is just send the breath into that area. And it works, yes. like it releases off. Um, and I've had two pretty horrific injuries, sporting injuries, football, um, broke my tibia and fibula, fibula playing football. Um, and tore my ACL and both times excruciating pain. And the, when the physio or the medic came on, what's the first thing to say? Take deep breaths, take deep breaths, and it helps. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, Sorry, I just I interrupted think... you there, mate. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's, it's you know, like that's the number one thing. Like where, it, it doesn't matter where you are. If, you're, if you have your breath, then you always have the tool that you can, you can kind of like take it where you want to go. You can go the other way too. If you're really calm, 
like you'll see it with athletes, you know, they kind of fire themselves up. They want to, they want to liven themselves up. You see boxers slapping their own face and they're trying to get the, uh, work themselves into that kind of state as well. And you can see tribes of people in Kenya, they're, they're jumping and getting the energy, um, they're working themselves up into this kind of like tribal, like almost like a trance like state um, so that they can have the ceremony or, you know, whatever, whatever the, the occasion they're doing. So, um, it's just that sometimes we like we just need to be aware that we can control that state. We can influence that state. Yeah, it's like you said on the first podcast we did together. You're in the you're in the driving seat. You can you can jump in that car and that baby and drive it, or you can sit in the passenger seat and watch yeah, it. Watch it. Look out the window and watch it all pass by. Mm. You know. Excellent. Let's talk about this whilst we're on this avenue. Let's talk about the the spiritual element of it of breathing because you've seen me breathing and going to some different shall we say states trying to do the backflip boston crab whilst breathing um i've posted videos to instagram breathing and chanting and and things happening um we all know now that we can activate dmt through breath work and get ourselves into that higher state. So can you just go into a bit more detail about how all this happens, why it happens, maybe some information around it. I know a lot of it, we don't know why, but I'd be interested. And I think a lot of the listeners would be interested in more the kind of out there side of breathing and breath work. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, the first the first time that I really felt like I meditated, this is this is kind of the an experience that I had, right? Um, I was I was really really I was it felt very blissful, but it also was a little bit surprising and a little bit shocking as well, because you know when you're getting this kind of full body vibration and then you have a lot of white light and you're kind of yeah, I was there breathing with my eyes shut and then I'm like kind of literally putting my hands there. Like, is that there or what's happening? So I, um, that's, that's one thing that I really love about breath, breath work. Um, yeah, there's chemical reactions. Uh, there's certain, there's literally DMT breathing where we, we kind of ramp the breathing up and then we can kind of do this inward sort of squeeze, squeeze motion. Um, and also we can kind of get the uh, the energy we can kind of pulse. Uh, well, let's, let's say, you know, the perineum. Yeah. Perineum. So it's, it's between your, yep. Uh, between your, the anus and the genitals basically. And there's a certain breathing technique where you can kind of, uh, pulse that and flex that. Right. And this is, uh, this is sort of our said to be our, um, you know, the, the life life force. And we can kind of like separate that energy and we can then sort of slowly bring that up and move that up uh, on the spinal fluid up towards the brain. So we've been practicing these kind of uh, breathwork techniques where you can actually flood, you can kind of squeeze uh, from, it's very difficult for me to show you because I just want to do it so you can see, but you can, once you've done this for a hundred times or so, like breathing and every on every inhale breathing in and sort of pulsing well sorry about using this <laughs> this is a bit of a weird uh, thing here but it just helps me explain this um every inhale like this and then eventually you can um really squeeze 
squeeze from the base of the spine all the way up through the body, through the lats, through the back, and you can kind of squeeze that the the energy up the uh, in the spinal fluid up towards the brain. We can squeeze that in our neck, and then it's kind of like releasing, and you can um, really feel this and flood the brain uh, with this beautiful energy. These kind of these are very um, let's say let's say this is why I love love breathing we don't know everything about it. There's some sort of, dare I say, magic or mystique about it, you know? Um, that's what keeps us coming back because if we knew everything about it, uh, if we if we knew how it was going to be every time, it would literally be like, you know, it would bore us or be uninteresting at some times. Um, and what I will say as well is that it's really fascinating um, a lot of times where I've, actually a lot of times where I've just sort of, um, felt like I've had a, had some time. Oh, well, let's just give it a go. Let's just do some breathing. they have been the most profound moments uh, often because I just like, Oh, I've got a good amount of time. Let's just uh, surrender to a process. Let's go deep and, or let's just breathe. And, and it's, and I've gone deep. Whereas the other times where I've not really set an intention or I've, I've, I've maybe overdone it and I'm like, Oh, I'm so stressed. I need to, I really would love to get this kind of like lights and all this sort of thing going on. Um, you don't get, you don't often get so much out of it. So it's kind of really important to set an intention. You mentioned also the soothing kind of breath, this yogic breathing where you can kind of channel or focus the breath. Um, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a, um, yeah, it's a meditation, but also at the same time, it's a visualization. So every time you're kind of nourishing the body and you're bringing the oxygen in, you can really send that oxygen like to the to an injury, for example, if you want to send the oxygen to a certain place, if you want to bring the oxygen, you can kind of literally feel the oxygen uh, going coursing through your veins and you can keep it in your head. For example, you can feel the, feel the heartbeat. You can literally feel the blood when you start getting this kind of really um, nice awareness of the body. And you, again, a visual one easy visualization. If you want an example of this is to really breathe really deeply. You can basically do a simple pranayama sort of one to two ratio. So you can breathe in for four seconds. So breathing in and then out for eight seconds. So we double that. And we'll breathe through the nose actually in. And then breathing out, exhaling through the mouth. And as you're doing this, you can start to picture by breathing in, you can start to picture the body turning color from red to blue. And you can literally start changing the temperature in your body as well. You can feel the, the fingers and the extremities um, going cooler. And you can, you can literally feel your body going from one color to another. And these are, these are really, really um, strong ways to like start a meditation. I'm sure you've, you've probably practiced a lot of visualization things as well. And uh, this is a nice way to like commence, uh, like to really get yourself into a, the right kind of mood or, or state so that you can kind of practice this, uh, you know, what levitate or, uh, you know, you can do some deep um, sort of uh, Wim Hof method breathing is, a, is one that a lot of people like to do. Um, and then what, what, I've just literally gone blank. What was the other one? The holotropic breath work is what the other one I was going to say, where you're in this kind of state and you can, that's really about rhythm as well. We spoke a little bit about rhythm, but you can like holotropic breath work is a very, very um, powerful um, method because it's, 
it's, I mean, it's, I'd be like, um, just so the listeners know, that'd be like more kind of fast stuff, wouldn't it? Not always, but like, like yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> like this. Yeah. And this can last for about one hour. And, uh, you know, we're talking about this woo-woo kind of psychedelic stuff. Um, this literally was uh, um, sort of founded or experimented with by a guy called Leonard Orr and um, in the 70s, no, no less. And uh, they were trying to figure out um, a way to recreate the same feeling inside the human body without LSD. And um, to put it in perspective, uh, the holotropic breathwork uh, requires that you would have one sort of, one, at least one, sometimes multiple um, sitters or minders with each person who's practicing the breathwork. So if you have 25 people, you would have at least, one, uh, you know, 25 additional people to sort of like hold space for uh, a person because things can uh, really arise and people can have like a really, really blissful uh, experience. They can have a lot, a lot of traumas coming up where they're really um, very sad and, and angry and sometimes a little on the borderline of violence as well. So it's a, it's a really psychological, like it's a, it's a psychology, you need psychologists there or trained professionals with you when you're doing this. But I've, I've experimented with this. I've done this before and I've really been on another planet after this really, really like very blissful, um, visiting, visiting, um, certain relatives that don't, uh, live on this planet anymore. Things like that I've experienced whilst doing this kind of holotropic breath work. Mm. So it's not something that I would, I would recommend or do every day, but there is, there's something to that where the combining the rhythm, combining the, the, the CO2 and the, the amount of oxygen in a certain way, a certain rhythm that you can really dive deep, deep, deep into this kind of subliminal states. There's three things I want to mention off the back of all of that whilst they're fresh in my brain and I don't forget them. The first yeah. one is what I'd say to people when it comes to meditation, breathing, if you want to get the most out of it, it's good to figure out or have a good idea of what your, I'd say, learning style is. You know how like we're either auditory or visual or kinesthetic. And I think if you're heavily lean, leaning towards one of those styles, you should incorporate that with your breath work and your meditation. So what I mean by that is I'm very auditory. Like you can say a phone number or you can wrap me some Biggie Smalls and I'll listen to it twice and I'll, I'll bring it back to you. That's how auditory I am. And not to go again too far out there, woo-woo, but like you said, visiting people that aren't here anymore, I've heard many different voices from all different stages of time from way back like to Egyptian times and Atlantean times voices coming into me and people might be listening to this and thinking I'm cuckoo or whatever, but so be it. So I always meditate and breathe with music on. That's where I'm coming from is I'm very auditory, very audio. So I have the music on not to say that I can't meditate and I can't do my breath work without music because I can, but I just feel like it goes full power, more enhanced. So what I'd say is if you're a very visual person, maybe start looking at stuff or, or doing some drawing or whatever whilst you're meditating. And if you're more kinesthetic, you might want to do like Qigong or some movement or dance or, or rhythm, rhythmical stuff as you mentioned whilst you're breathing and meditating, because in my opinion and from experience, you'll get more out of it and then you can start working on the ones that you're not so good at so for me i'm probably least visual so i've been trying to do more work on the visual side of things 
visualize where I want to be in my life or visualize things that I want to come through when I'm meditating and breathing to try and enhance and get that area better. But I go full power into my meditation, into my breathing when I've got music on, when I've got audio. And that's why I think when the sessions that we've done, you've got it all going, you've got all of the, the learning styles going, but in particular, you crank the music super loud. And I feel like that's why I really got into things with your workshops because of the, because of the audio, because I'm quite an audio person. That was the first thing I wanted to mention. Probably going to forget what the other ones were now. Second one was that, you mentioned about being blissful and breathing and meditation can be very blissful and you can get so many good things out of it. And to me, I think it can be addictive. And on the whole, it's like a good addiction. We can be addicted to anything. We can have good addictions, bad addictions. On the whole, it's a great addiction to have, to be addicted to meditation, to breath work, to making your life better through the simple tools that we've been gifted with. Um, but you also mentioned you can have trauma and like, sadness anger come out and i think the thing to point out off the back of that is that you shouldn't be worried about that they're they're good things to release they're good things to 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 come up and get out because otherwise they're just going to be buried there deep down and they're going to hinder you and i know the very first work, workshop that you did with us i i the first thing i did was like right get up and hug came to you what happened yeah I broke down in tears. I was crying, I let, like, but I, I released it. So that's what I think about meditation and breath work and just bettering yourself in general. If you want to be the best version of yourself, it's not always going to be plain sailing. You're going to have, you're going to have those times where you're at the lowest of the low and they're there, those, they're there for a reason to, to lift you up. Again, it comes back to, in my opinion, it comes back to the self-awareness and it comes back to the... Um, how comfortable you are in your own skin, you know, and how, 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 um, how willing you are to accept every part of yourself. And um, for a lot of us, uh, we've been brought up. Uh, it's not, it's not our parents fault. It's not the school system's fault. It's just the way that society has been that you need to show. And, and, you know, like nowadays, social media is definitely kind of, uh, you know, it all flows into the same channel here um, that you, you can only be happy. Um, you know what I mean? You can only show those uh, happy things or the positive so-called positive things. And uh, to your point, I would, I would definitely uh, say that uh, sort of like negative emotions or sad emotions or, you know, things like these traumas and things like that, that feel a little bit tricky for us uh, to allow to surface those are having those surface is a positive thing. Um, a lot of people we've, we, we've, we've spoken about this before, but I mean, if you, you can feel, I'll, I'll just drop that down here in the diaphragm, basically from your sternum, my sternum is about here. And then just from down there, you can kind of run your fingers down there to where the, where the rib cage parts and under there is your diaphragm. And a lot of people have a very, very stiff. If that really hurts, if you kind of put the fingers in there, and you and it hurts it usually it's a very very uh, good indicator to see how um stressed somebody is and to, and and furthermore to see if somebody has a bit of a trauma there you can usually you can usually um see with people that when you start these kind of different breathing techniques if they're having a hard time with the diaphragm once they get going with the breathing it, it's it's more likely that they might have this big kind of 
uh, release. And that's because it, it happens for a couple of reasons. It's because we do store the trauma there. You can, you can feel it when you're not breathing correctly, that it's usually stiffens up there just around the, around the diaphragm there. And it feels very rigid. Um, those that have very, very uh, a good control of their diaphragm and a free flowing diaphragm and can kind of do the vacuum and suck, suck the diaphragm up under, under the, the top of the rib cage. Uh, those people usually are very, very free of this kind of tension. And usually they're, they're not so inclined to have this trauma, uh, store the trauma there either inside the body. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like a, um, it's kind of fascinating this relationship between like, even though breathing is kind of air and it brings energy in, there's so much more involved, this somatic experience of breathing inside the body. It's really, it's quite, um, it's all entailing, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, it fascinates me how it's all, everything's interconnected. And that's what I think a lot of people need to realize is that everything's interconnected. Oh, look, think about it. All hormones, you can control hormones with breathing, you know, you can literally control hormones uh, with breathing. You can uh, c control your heart rate with breathing. You can control the f circulation and blood flow in your body with breathing. You can, you can control um, all kinds of organs inside the body. Um, you know, you name it. You can just about, you, it is the access point. It is the access control for all the whole body, really. And that's why, that's why a lot of people that... Um, that I work with when they're first getting started they you know, you ask them to just simply breathe through the nose and that can be, that can be like, Whoa, I've never done this before. Mm. And they might've had some kind of experience or childhood asthma or something like this. And they have this psychological or this psychosomatic um, sort of um, reaction or this sort of notion inside that that's going to, that's the worst thing that can possibly happen. There are only two little holes there and I'm going to breathe in through these two little holes and that feels uncomfortable. And then they can, you can kind of see them like tense up. You sort of see the body go inward and start kind of, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it goes really, really deep, you know? Um, you know, there's this, there's a lot of different sides to it. Um, but I think everyone can probably breathe a little bit better than what they are now. I think it always comes down to this. I think, uh, whether you're trying to combat stress, whether you're trying to identify stress, whether you're trying to perform better in athletics, whether you're trying to um, have a deep dive into go within, like these, these moments in this isolation allow us a little bit of extra time to sort of inquire within. And um, these are, it's good moments, but it's really multifaceted, you know? Yeah. Along, along with, there was another thing, the third thing, but I can't remember it, what it was, so we'll forget that. <laughs> um, <laughs> The, uh, this is why I should make notes when I'm, sometimes I make notes, sometimes I don't. But anyway, the, yeah, stress, going back to stress, we now know, and you, you use this all the time, is that you can combat stress with stress. So like this hormetic effect, hormesis. And the one, the big one that you use, I mean, we'll spend some time on it, is, is the cold. So shocking shocking ourselves with cold, with bouts of cold, you use heat as well, you use different techniques. And let's just touch on that. Let's touch on the cold and how that can help people with the, with the reduction of stress. And is it a good thing for people to, to start doing if they are in this stressed out state? Obviously the breathing is the starting point, but how does the cold coincide and how can it help us to de-stress, man? 
Well, yeah, of course. The the cold the cold's one of my favorite things because it it offers a a training ground of sorts, you know. Um it's everyone has a shower at home, most people, not everyone I should say. There's most people have showers. Um and you you can basically go ahead and choose every morning or or whenever whatever frequency you like to let's 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 go enter the training the training uh, ground, you know. Um, if you think about what happens when we, when we faced with cold, the first thing you do when you feel the cold, um, water touch the body or cold air, it depends on what you do, but in the shower, you feel the cold water, all those things that I mentioned about the nervous system earlier, this kind of fight or flight response kicks in. Even someone like me who's relatively experienced and, you know, dive under ice and all that kind of stuff. It's still, it's still manifests in the same way. It's still the reptilian part of the brain saying, what do we got here? What do you want me to do? And, and then, then depending on how quickly we find the breath and how quickly we can downregulate that stress, we can stop that kind of um, the secretion of hormones. We can stop, we can, we can slow the heart rate down and we can kind of better identify stress and we can also better um, handle stress. And again, again, it comes down to the breathing. Uh, primarily it comes down to the breathing. Um, there are physical sort of, there are sort of physical, what, do you, what would you say? Like, um, I've completely lost the word, but you know, like things like brown fat. Adaptations. Um, yeah, adaptations. Exactly. That's the word I was using, uh, looking for. There's, there's certain physical adaptations that, that kind of um, help us along with those as well. Um, but also what's really interesting and fascinating is that parts of the brain start connecting as well. So there's this kind of uh, synapsis in really cold conditions. Um, they've tested this in mice, actually. They've not necessarily tested in humans yet, but I'm, I'm assuming we're not far away from this um, and we're probably going to see quite similar things. So what happens is when faced with these kind of really, really cold um, situations, this kind of stressor, the body runs on efficiency. It directs energy and um, gives sort of like um, precedence to key functions in the body, right? Your brain needs to get the energy and blood flow, your heart, obviously, and all of your vital organs. And the, obviously the brain is the first, has the dibs, first dibs on everything, all, on all the energy. And your actual neurons start arranging themselves in a much more efficient way and they start connect, connecting. And this is called synapsis, the way that the neurons connect to each other. And those are found to be strengthened in mice where they um, uh, expose them to cold temperatures. So this is quite, quite interesting, actually, because that would have uh, impl implications on, um, you know, neurodegenerative uh, disorders and diseases in the future as well. So these kind of things are happening as well. And also like just knowing that it's going to be okay, you know, knowing that if you have the breath, if you're just, okay, it's cold, the body, it's like, it's like a checklist at the end of the day, right? It's a checklist. It's like, okay, yes, I can feel it on the surface layer of my skin. It's cold. Mm, all right. Breathing, breathing. And then at some point, and you've, you, I think you've, you found this as well. You actually can, can kind of have this, you question yourself. It's like, is this actually cold or warm? Yeah. Anymore? Yeah. I've had, I mean? I've had that. I've had that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm I'm standing there under the shower and I'm like, have I got it on hot or cold? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's and that's and and when you're thinking that, I'm pretty sure that you're not actually you're not stressed, right? No, 
Your I mean, to me, I'm not, it's not like I'm, I'm not the same as, as you. In fact, that I'm not going to go and jump. I'm not jumping currently in like the Baltic sea or I'm not necessarily having an ice bath, but I was speaking to Dan, you know, Dan, who, who, who was on our second yeah. workshop and he's been on the podcast as well. Uh, Dan, I was speaking to him about it because he's really trying to get into it now. He's, he's, he's a slow and slower doctor of the cold and I'm trying to get him into it. I'm like his accountability buddy for the cold. And I was saying to him that it, to me, it's not even, it's, n- it's no thing, no thing but a chicken wing, so to speak. Like now nah, it's just there. I'm just there two minutes or whatever, five minutes or 30 seconds or 10 seconds. And it's just, it's just there. It's just, I'm, I, I'm quite comfortable. I don't gasp for breath anymore. I mean, the ice bath and maybe if I can come over there or when I come over there and jump in the, the, the Baltic, then it's a different kettle of fish. But as you say, everyone's got a shower and you can just start, with a short amount of time. I started with 10 seconds when me and you first started uh, interacting and speaking. I think I did one of your cold shower challenges. I remember having my shower cap on and my towel on my head. <laughs> Don't forget that. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and I just started with 10 seconds, literally 10 seconds, and then churned it up for 15 seconds, 20, 30. And then before you know it, it's just like, it's, it's, just, it's just happening. And there's not a day that goes by now. Every day, every day I have a cold shower, every single day. The things that I was saying to Dan as well and a couple of other people recently, probably to you as well, is that the only two things that remain a constant for me are the cold shower and journaling. They're the, like, if you want to call them the, the healthy practices or the, the non-negotiable, what, however you want to label it, they're the two things that have never, that never disappeared. They haven't for, I think I started cold showering the start of 2018 maybe yeah or 2019 2019 last year so that's like over a year of cold showering and journaling's coming close to three years and those two things have just never slipped the meditation comes and goes i might do three four five times a week um all these other practices grounding whatever they come and go but those two remain a constant and uh i've gone off topic here but the cold is is it's it's just you've just got to build it up it's just resilience practice and yeah. the, the the other thing that i want to touch on we'll come on to it when in a second is the is the immunity like because obviously now at the moment everyone's like oh i need to build my immune system because of covid19 or corona oh yeah look, look and, if i hear if i hear boost boost your immune if i see another facebook ad uh, with some course or someone telling me i'm going to boost my immune system you know there's i mean but that that should tell you everything you need to know, right? We've uh, you have you seen the article that the, the different articles that was a cytokine storm, cytokine storm. That's that was an article, and that refers to um, the coronavirus and how it um, sets off inflammation in the body. Cytokines are sort of white white blood cells, a type of white blood cell uh, that are called into action when there's certain stress, when there's a stress a stressor to the body or a threat to your body. And uh, the body's kind of very intelligent, has this innate immune system where uh, it basically sends out these little guys to sort of like prepare the body for the incoming sort of invasion or what, whatever's happening. And the, the problem is once we go through, once we have an argument or once we see something on the news and we get that kind of stress response, the body actually starts producing the white blood cells. But the problem is they, when they're cruising around the body, they're kind of like the little, like I've said before, they're like the little, you know, the you guys, the Brits have those cops like, oi, 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 you know, they've got the little baby, the you know, they're kind of like looking for a fight, you know. What's it called? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was having flashbacks of the bill there for half a second, but anyway. Um, 
but yeah, these, these little guys are cruising around the body and they're the good guys, but because they're kind of like, they, they believe there's something going on. We do see that they can call, they can start attacking different parts of the body. And that's when we do end up in this autoimmune issue or, um, disease, a number a host of other diseases and things that are kind of, um, conducive of this. Um, now the, the interesting thing is that when we're doing, when we're practicing the cold, we can actually suppress the innate immune system. And this was proven with the studies with Wim Hof in, I think it was 2014 was the study, uh, in the Netherlands. And that was shown that, uh, he, he, he himself, Wim Hof could uh, suppress the innate immune response, but then he could train others to do just that. And that, that, um, it was a combination of both the, the cold exposure and also the breathing. And it was, it was basically, um, there was something really interesting about the elevated levels of um, norepinephrine, which is sort of like a, a stress hormone in a way, gives us that energy and gives us this kind of go. And this kind of suppressed the, uh, the innate immune response, which sort of sub subsided these little cytokines and the other white blood cells uh, in the body. And um, that's why it's very, very powerful thing. And this, this lasts about a week, you know, lasts about a week, this effect six days. Um, so um, there's so much value there. And if you ask a lot of people, what's the most stressful thing, what's the worst thing you could ever do is like fall in the water, like cold water or, you know, or if you showed them the ice bath, that, that awesome picture that you've got in there where you're like still, still as and just in the zone in the ice bath. When we, when we, when we ran that, a uh, couple there now, um, people were walking past saying like, what the hell are you guys doing? What the hell? And you're just like, you're just laying in there in complete Zen mode, you know? And for a lot of those people, they, that's the worst scenario they could ever imagine. That's the most stressful situation ever to put themselves into, you know? And um, as I've said, also, uh, if we do those kind of more difficult things in life, life becomes easier. We do only the easy things in life. Life seems to become a little bit more trickier for the most part. Yeah, I see it as it's a challenge ticked off as well. So I'm building my my resilience, if you want to call it that, every single day because I'm sometimes, I'm not going to lie to you, I've said, oh, yeah, no, it's easy to me, easy to me or I find it easier than I did. But there's days when I'm stood there and I'm looking at the dial and I'm like, hmm, shall I just keep it warm on, or shall shall i just well, not turn it down point. and then the, point, yeah but then my mind's like right if you tick this off if you've done this if you've gone over this challenge think what else you can tackle it's like that whole thing of oh make your bed every day because then you've ticked something off your list uh, always make your yeah. bed or whatever that book's called by that um what was he a navy navy sergeant or whatever always make your bed it's the same thing yeah. pick it off done crack on and then yes. when somebody cuts you off in traffic or your boss has a go at you, you can respond much more effectively. Yeah, and I would also say, uh, in the, on the same, in the same, um, in the same vein, I would say that also it's important for us to be again self-aware and say that, hey, listen, if it really feels like I'm forcing it today, you don't have to do it. You don't want to take this, this stuff, by the way, uh, these kind of things, like you're talking about cold showers, like it's really enjoyable, right? Um, no, no, in, in a way, right? Like all I'm, all I'm getting from you right now is that it's really enjoyable, right? And it's, and it's a good thing and it's a very positive thing. But there are those mornings, as you said, where it's like, oh, you know what? Like this. 
And much harder in the winter, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely. And, and the thing is that we are faced with that same dilemma multiple times throughout the day in many different ways, right? Like you said, do I, do I, get, do I get pissed at this, this guy that just cut me off now or, or not? Or do I, am I actually going to get up in the meeting and say, say, like, present the thing now or not? Or am I, you know what I mean? We have filled, life is full of these moments where you can kind of like choose to go in or you can choose to take, take the break again. Just like we said with the breathing, right? Do I want to be in the driver's seat of this baby or do I want to be in the passenger seat? So all of these things filter into the same kind of... Um, it all boils back to self-awareness, doesn't it? Just the, the, the awareness. And I, does, I think that is the most common term two words or one word that has come up the whole time I've been doing this podcast, multiple guests, awareness, self-awareness. I've said it myself and I think it's the best practice or habit or trait to develop because when you, when you become self-aware and when you have more awareness of yourself and the outside world, you can move through this journey of life in a much more effective way. You're more aware to what, I've said it again, you're aware to what's going on. You, your eyes are wide open, you could say. Uh, all three eyes, not just the two that you look with. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think like you've made a good point about sort of like the, the, the macro level and looking at yourself inside of the world, almost from like satellite view and, and, and even a bit lower than that. But I think looking at your, um, having this connectivity with your body these amazing bodies that we have um, that we've been kind of blessed with. And um, sadly, not a lot, not everybody's going to know what these things can truly do and how to use those, you know, and how to get the most out of them. We've, we're constantly, I'm constantly inspired by a lot of people that are doing like amazing feats um, um, with these bodies. And I'm like wondering like that person's not that athletic or doesn't look that, some you know it doesn't look like they should be able to do that or whatever and it's like they're, they're getting the most out of these bodies and um in many ways you've heard me say this before as well the body we should enjoy those in every different stage that life presents to us you know like we, we they age and you know in many ways they are the limitation in this life in this format of life um but the one thing we can we can um the one thing that we're talking about here and this self, this is where the self-awareness and the sort of spirituality side um, is definitely present is the, is the idea that um, we can develop spirituality and um, this consciousness. I think that's something that a lot of us could, um, could afford to put some more time towards because I think a lot of us in the Instagram world, especially it becomes more about the physicality, you know? Yeah. And if, and if like if we're really going to go, if we're really going to go there, we can talk about like, you know, eternity and, you know, like where the soul or the spirit goes after this or lives on or. Um, yeah. I, I, sorry to interrupt you, mate, but I think as well, when you get into that, that's that state, when you're at that, you could say level. And I always say this as well. There's people that are more spiritually attuned, more ascended, however you want to label it up than me or you. But I think when you get to that level, the things that you thought were stressful or the things that you think are the end of the world, just without being arrogant or cocky, they just become like mundane. Do you know what I mean? Or just like they don't, they don't matter. 
like death, for example. Like if you said, oh, to, about dying to most people, they'd be like shitting themselves. Like that's the worst thing. And, and again, not to sound arrogant, but I have got no fears or no qualms or no worries about dying because of the work that I've done on myself and that uh, getting spiritually attuned. And I know that, as you said, this is the limitation, this vessel that I'm speaking to you in right here, as amazing as it is, and it's better than any technological advancement on the planet, we've got all the tools we need right here, right in this flesh, bone, skin, connective tissue, all of that stuff. But there's, there's stuff beyond this. There's, there's sure. stuff after this, there's stuff that was before it. And yeah, I mean, the, the things That's that why. worry most people don't, don't worry me. And it's, again, not oh, to sound yeah. arrogant. No, I'm, I'm right there with you, mate. And I think that's what we're witnessing a little bit now with this kind of current situation, right? We're witnessing that there is a sort of a death, a death occurring in most people. There's the, the, the life that, that people, most people were living, whether you're an entrepreneur and the business is derailed or whether you can't work or whether you're back in at home or whether the world seems different, which it is. Um, there is sort of a death of your own a death inside each, each one of us uh, of a, of a, part or a segment of life you know and uh, it's all kind of happening at the same time for a lot of people because we're all going through this at the same time and i think that's why usually we do we're probably going through that kind of process at different rates but now collectively because it's all happening at the same time it's very intense and there's a lot of this kind of built up energy and um, that's why i think that uh that's why i think it's very important to go inside you've again one of these funny funny memes it's like i can't go outside so let's go within let's go inside meaning inside back inside your own body back inside your your own body you know inside your own mind and it's it's a great time a lot of people are really uh, utilizing this time in a good way um to explore and to to um to find this renewal to understand what's next and to strip away the unnecessary things, the mundane things. Um, people are discovering that maybe the job wasn't that great anyway. Uh, the relationship wasn't, wasn't the one or whatever it is, you know? So we're having these new rebirths all happen at the same time. And I'm, and to be honest with you, mate, I'm, and I know you are too, you're like, I'm really excited about where this can head. Um, and I feel like more people are being like this self-awareness and not like, not sort of, going to go into the whole matrix thing but i think kind of coming back into yourself and, and having those moments where you just you know what i don't want to see facebook anymore i don't want to be online anymore and just coming back inside the body it's very very valuable and so many people are um, experiencing it now as well so i'm really excited about where this can be um where we can go as a as a, as a race after this you know spiritually yeah man definitely it's exciting I think as well, people don't need to be afraid. I think a lot of this stuff that we've been speaking about could sound scary to a lot of people. You might be listening to this and you might be thinking, wow, like that sounds scary to me, but don't be afraid. And just, you've got, everyone's on their own journey. You've got to, to just go with it, go with the flow and just try some of these things, try some of these practices because you never know until you, until you give it a go and not to worry. And one, one more thing, one final thing there was that like, just because you're going inside of yourself and, and being selfish in a way, like you're coming into your own body, that will help you connect with others. Serve people that's, better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. So that's why, that's where, that's what I wanted to say. Like, that's why I think we're, 
like it's very exciting time because I think a lot more people are going through that and I think it's going to help us reconnect with each other. And obviously the fact that we can't have that physical proximity so far, so much uh, during these times, I think it's just going to be, it could end up being this beautiful wave of um, energy and love and all those, those really positive things as well, you know, and I think we'll be able to cherish that a lot more and value those things that maybe we got a little bit caught up um, focusing on the wrong things for a little bit of time just, just prior. I think as well, the people that are going to maximize this, this period, this, this difficult and unusual time that we're in, the people that are going to maximize from it and the people that are maybe going to get the most out of it coming, coming out the other side is the people that slowed down a little bit at the start of it and, and maybe did the opposite. And I know I was one of them people. I, I looked around and in my industry, everyone was like, I've got to do a live. I've got to like do zoom. I've got to do this and do that. And, and I've got to talk to all of my members and clients and engage with as many people as possible. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. That's great. Like the, if you can keep people engaged and you can, and you can talk to people and keep that line of communication going, then that's an excellent thing. But I felt like it was a big bandwagon that everyone was like doing the same thing, jumping on. And, and we mentioned it right at the start of all this lockdown business. We said, there's a lot of people like giving a lot of things away for free and myself and Sarah, we kind of like have done the opposite. We've, we've really used this time to slow down because we was a million miles an hour going into it. And, and we've used it to slow down, reflect, look at what's most important in life, visualize for the future. Where do we want to go? Where do we see ourselves in three, seven, ten 10 years time? And then going back to what we said, both said earlier is this then eh, that thing that was maybe really stressing us out, I was really worried about. It's not that it's not even worth it. And that's, that's what I'd say is like a big takeaway for people listening to this is just, it, I saw a good quote the other day. It was something like, if you're not going to, if it's not going to cause you worry in five years, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it or something like that. And I just thought, yeah, that's perfect. So many yeah. people, so many people, like you say, not being present. They spend that time worrying about something that's happened that can't be changed and worrying about the future that hasn't already happened, even though it has, but we're not going to go down that route. <laughs> hasn't even happened yet. And they get stressed out for, for, for what? You just, yeah, life's too short and, for that one. Yeah, and, and also I'd, I'd, I'd add as well that um, I think it's really important. There's, you know, again, if I were talking about these quotes, I mean, it's like, don't, uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Remember, it's all small stuff. You know, so the people, for anyone who's like wondering like what to make of this whole Corona situation and looking at all these facts and figures flying in from around the globe and things like that, like, you know what I mean? Like those, those are kind of details in a way, you know, they're not going to affect the overall picture of those things. And I think we can, we, as humans, we're getting a little bit caught up fighting over the little the little blade, the little fire over here, the little fire, you know, we're kind of fragmenting and, and we're all kind of like finding these little argumentation things that we kind of commit a lot of energy towards when um, actually it's just, it's quite simple. Actually, the, 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 the way through this is together to know thyself and share that with other people, share that the, the spirit and the energy with other people. And I think we together will lift each other up and we'll be, we'll be a okay through it all. 100%, 100%. And I think one thing just to tag on the end of that is that is to just open yourself up in general, not just, as we said earlier, not just through the head, but through the heart and through the ears and using all of your senses 
to really take in what's happening, but also what people are saying and how they're interacting with you. And don't be so closed off, be open to different views, different ways of people interacting with you in different lines yeah. of conversation. Leave the judgment aside. Leave the judgment aside. Because people are just going through this in the, their own. Everyone's look, everyone's doing the very best they can with the skill sets that they have. The people have varying skill sets, varying moments, you know, experiences in life. So everyone's trying to do the best uh, with what they've got. It's just that we're at different levels with this, you know? So it's just about being, um, just accepting that and understanding that some of the, some of the most frustrating kind of conversations for me, it's it's sometimes have been people close to me. You know what I mean? Because we're just like, you, you just, you're just like sort of like saying it's not that bad or it's like, really, you look, you you know, these kind of things. And it's like, you just got to relax, breathe, of course. And then just be like, okay, they'll, they'll get there in their own time. Everyone's going to get there in their own, own time. Definitely. Mate, that was awesome. Yeah, what was that, about three hours or something? I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> one hour, 20 minutes? <laughs> one, hour, one hour and a bit, I think. Maybe shorter than our first one. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, God. <laughs> Get another coffee and keep going. No, no. <laughs> That's it. We could go down so many rabbit holes, but I think this is definitely this will be useful from the, from the perspective of the stress and everything that's going on and giving people some tools to, to use. Um, and that both those tools that we've spelled, well, all of these tools that we've spoken about, they're all free. Yeah. Life are free. (laughs) Yeah. That's free. That's free. uh, Free. uh, Free for me to listen to that or not listen to that. Is it? Or yeah. Well, if Simon Cowell's listening, he might be uh, ringing me up. Yeah, I don't know. You might be wringing your neck. I don't know about that. But... <laughs> Click to my rap then. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you finish the, sh- the show with a quote, mate? In fact, before we do a quote, you know you've bust a few out already, but think of a quote yeah. whilst, um, whilst we tell people where they can go and find out more about you. So your Instagram is just your name. What's your yeah. website? Where can people go and check your stuff out and interact with you, learn more, do your courses, all that jazz? Uh, Everything is just under my name, mainly. Uh, LeeEwen.com, uh, uh, all lowercase. LeeEwen.com is where you'll find, uh, you know, a free ebook there if you want to learn about conscious breathing, breathing breath work. Uh, there'll be a few more things coming up there soon as well. Um, Getting the the online stuff, I'm gonna I'm gonna have some webinars up there soon as well. Uh, but then also, you probably noticed Nasal, the brand Nasal Nasal.io is where you can get some cool gear as well. It's gonna be some content up there too soon. But yeah, if you're up to if you're up, open to you want to get in touch, you want to shout out, uh, just on Instagram is the easiest one. I, I do a few voice messages and stuff with with people all the time, so I, I love connecting with people on there as well. Awesome. Here's with a quote to finish the show. A quote to finish the show. Look, one, I don't know if it's so much of a quote, but it's more of sort of like, um, it's really, really, I I keep repeating this myself. It's um, where one goes, we all go. Nice. That's a little bit off the back of the, of what we were just talking about. Um, It's so, it's so very important that we stick together in this, you know, 
Like I, I honestly, I get a bit, I'm, I'm not joking, but I get emotional when I say it because it's, it means everything. That's what this experience on this planet's all about, you know? And um, it pains me to see that people think that they're really isolated and literally on their own when they're, they're just not, but we're just sort of made to feel like that a little bit at the moment. And it's yeah. Well, it's happened. It's ha it happens to the best of us. So to speak, it's happened to, to me and you, I mean, we've been on the phone on the WhatsApp on, the yeah. actual phone speaking to each other when maybe one of us has yeah. felt low um, and got upset. And I think based on everything we've said today, that's, that's the same thing for a lot of people, but also when you get more in tune with yourself, more in tune with the universe, more in tune with the planet, more in tune with the interconnectedness of everybody, then you feel it more. So if we can all feel this together and go together and connect on the deepest level all together, then we are going to, we're going to rise up as a, as a conscious human nature, however you want to label it. Um, and we're going to move forward in the right way. And there's always going to be a bit of polarity. There's always going to be that the, the dark and the light. But I think if we can, as you say, all move, move together and the, the, the heart opening, like you said to me a few weeks ago, that's the big one. That's the, the big, the big thing. If we can open our hearts, then, will join as one and there'll be more love and love's the highest power, love's the highest vibration. And that's what we need right now. And that's what we need moving forward into a, a new age. Yep. Amen to that. Amen, brother. That was deep, wasn't it? That's what we're all about. We go deep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's not a weakness to show the emotion. It's the opposite. It's strength. You know what I mean? Like don't, don't ever feel that you can't let that out, you know? Um, one really positive thing for me personally is that I've really connected to my family much more during these times, you know? And that's, again, probably less time on social media and doing all that kind of stuff and, and, and focusing on the things. Like, we've had a lot of chat through these times and, and other people that are kind of close to me as well. It's been really, it's been really nice to reconnect, you know? So... Um, yeah. Having said that, of course, we do we wish that it was like, do we wish that we could just get out there and do everything already? Of course, of course. But the time's coming, the time's coming. And when we, when we get there, we just got to embrace it all and remember, um, you know, I'm, I'm the sort of person that like, I'm sorry, I know it's suggested and recommended not in over here. It's not enforced or anything, but I'm the sort of person that's just going to hug and I'm going to like, shake the hand or whatever, whatever we need to do. Um, I will re obviously respect the other person uh, always. And if they don't want to do that, of course, but I'm going to offer it no matter what. Mm. I'm not, that's, that's just me. That's a part of me that I'm not willing to negotiate on or, or you know, um, that's just, that's just how I'm always going to be. That's also yeah, a little bit I think it's important as well that we're, we're like that. Me and you're like that. We want to interact, hug with people and you might be listening to this and you might be like that, but if the person that you're saying that to doesn't respond how you'd want to is to not, is again going with that no judgment, is to not jump on them and, and try and, oh, well, because this is what I see and uh, I mean, we're going to wrap up shortly, but this is what I keep seeing is I've got the people that maybe are a bit more aware. You might say that they're more spiritually in tune, attuned, in tune, attuned. Um, you may, again, in inverted commas, air quotes, you might say they're conspiracy theorists or whatever. 
And all I see is them like hammering people, hammering people and trying to, like you said earlier, go in through the brain, go in, go in, go in. And like, no, you've been brainwashed. You've been programmed. You should do it like this. And we can't, we, those days are gone. We can't act like that because people, uh, we're emotional cats. We're emotionally wired up. We've all got our own views on everything that's going on. Not just forget Corona and all of that. We've got our views on everything and our own personal traits, our own personal views. And you've got to go in with that that neutral, being in that neutral position in the middle of the yin and the yang and not, as you said, not judge them and say, okay, that's cool. And maybe can I not influence them, but give them more education from a more loving way, in a more loving way and more loving perspective rather than trying to bombard them with stuff that maybe true might not be. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. There's I'm ways that we. What I'm trying to say is, there's ways that we can wake people up. Like if you, if the, if we are saying that some people are asleep, plugged in, trapped in the matrix. Again, however you want to label it, there's ways that we can awaken people. There's a right and a wrong way to some extent to doing it. Yeah, and, and there's definitely a way we can even just start a conversation about it. You know, without uh, waging war on somebody. Wherever you, whatever views you have on the whole thing. Um, I think it's just really, it's, it's important to be heard. I think, I think there's not, there's a lot of, there's not that many listeners at this point. You know what I mean? There's a lot of talkers and you'll hear someone talk over the next person with the next figures and the stats and the this, but didn't you see what happened here? And Italy is that and New York's that. And it's like, actually stop looking at this whole thing from, from satellite view, come back on a domestic level, look at your immediate community, the people around you, your, your situation. And how is it, how is it really affecting you? How is it affecting the people around you? And when you start to, when you start to look at it in this manner, um, I think you'll find more often than not that actually you, you, you still got solid people around you. There's still people experiencing this, um, in a similar way to you. Um, there's still, as we said, more people are more in tune with the thing or not, or they understand how they feel or understand certain things more or less than others. But at the end of the day, when the time's right and uh, when we need to, we will all we will be united on this anyway. We will be as one anyway. I, I have every um, faith and belief in that. Me too. Boom. We're done, man. Loved it. Oh. Let's do it again. Yeah. Well, you said hundred, you said episode a hundred. When, when that's that? a secret. We can't tell them that yet. We'll, we'll tell them. Oh, I thought you said we're off. I thought you said we've stopped recording. We will now. Bye. It's <laughs> all right. I can chop that out. <laughs> that's a wrap on another episode of the kinetic fitness show. Don't forget to subscribe leave a review, and share this podcast episode with your friends, family, and colleagues. Until next time, peace and love.